0: To you as a philosophical point, is it weird to be drinking wine straight out of the bottle without a shirt on at 11 a.m. in the morning? If, if it's
1: hot and you've got wine, see, you're starting this podcast in an incredibly similar position to me today, Jim. It sounds like because I'm recording topless as well because it's very very hot, and I also have a beverage. Mine isn't wine, but I think you'll get a kick out of this. I'm drinking Dr. Pepper, Mysterio's Dark Berries, which sounds like a euphemism for his (laughs) testicles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. The mesmerising power of Mysterio's Dark Berries. (laughs) We're like a minute in, if that, and we've already got the title for today's podcast. Mysterio's Dark... What are they thinking? (laughs) Spider-Man's a kid. He shouldn't be fiddling around with Mysterio's Dark
1: Berries.
2: Very hairy berries.
1: (laughs) I don't know know where this came from, but it popped up in the shop below where I live, and I was like, "I, I need to know. It basically just tastes like they squirt some blueberry syrup into a Dr. Pepper. It's... I don't know what I was expecting, but, like... Have they at least, on the can,
0: got a picture of Mysterio with his big round uh, bowl helmet as a berry instead of the normal helmet?
1: Um, So, there is a picture of Mysterio with his, his, his helmet, and his helmet is entirely coloured blue, so it could conceivably be a berry. Okay, so at least we've got Mysterio's blue balls on the cover. <laughs>
2: What I want to know is, do his balls also have fishbowl helmets?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how he keeps them safe when, you know, Spider-Man does a kick to them. It's like, hi, I am safe. My, my, my fishbowls from my dark berries have protected me. It actually
0: undoes his whole shtick because he's trying to sneak around doing all, like, mystery illusions and stuff. But you can hear him coming a mile away because he's clacking down the street. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. This is not video game related, but can I just tell you what my phone's just told me on the news because this makes me really happy.
0: I'm I'm surprised that you said this isn't video game related as if that's a disqualifier <laughs> to talk about bollocks um, on this show.
1: Um so Boris Johnson's our new prime minister. Oh, we God. didn't elect we didn't elect him. He got put there. He w- oh,
0: oh, Hey, hey, be fair to him. He was as fairly elected as your last prime minister.
1: <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um but my phone has notified me, Boris Johnson stuck in his car, car unable to move, surrounded by protesters. And I'm like, Okay, my country's at least done something good today. They have just trapped the Prime Minister in a car that can't move. The thing is,
0: you could start that with Boris Johnson trapped in car, and that could just be the story, and and any reason given could be a valid reason. Yeah. He's forgotten how to open doors.
2: You know what he said about our Prime Minister? Was it something offensive? Who, by the way, is of Indian descent. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. He said, why isn't he called Murphy like the rest of them?
0: Why isn't he called Murphy like the rest of them
1: yeah okay yeah huh
2: yeah sure nice nice bloke that boris (laughs) very popular here as you can imagine
1: (laughs) (laughs) well boris boris is stuck it boris is stuck in a car so
0: whatever the worst thing about that is that might not even crack the top 20 most offensive things he's
1: ever said this week (sighs) Uh, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it now. He's just stuck. He was trying to drive to Buckingham Palace, the most ostentatious place one can drive to, and he's just stuck in his car. And this makes me very happy. They're just holding hands in a circle around his car so he can't get out. I've decided
0: it's not protesters. I've decided he's got his hand trapped behind the seat because he was trying to get some sweets. <laughs> he dropped some gummy bears.
2: It's a satanic ritual. It's the people who got him there getting their... um. Payback. He still owes them some, you know, soul.
0: Yeah, you've not given us your soul yet. Pay up. You know what? I will, however, 100% agree with everyone who were dunking on. Have I got news for you yesterday? When have I got news for you? A panel show in the UK. For those who don't know, comedy satirical panel show tweeted, "We're all screwed." Some pictures of Boris Johnson, and then everyone replied with, "Well." You're the ones who kept having him on your show for the past few decades, making him, a a trying to portray him as a charming, comical character. Look
1: look at this relatable, cheeky chat.
0: Yeah. Like, we're all screwed, but thank you, Have I Got News For You, for sort of helping him there. Because that was my first exposure to him. Like, when I was in Blighty, I used to love watching Have I Got News For You. It fell off a bit once um, Angus Dayton's position as host became completely untenable after he did that thing. Um, although the episode about him doing that thing is still an amazing piece of television. 28-plus minutes of just incredible TV, of Angus Dayton getting dunked on for doing that thing in that hotel room with that lady and that cocaine. Um, But anyway, after that, they had a whole bunch of guest hosts, and they kept bringing on Boris Johnson, and that's how I knew him. And my first impression of him was, you know, bumbling... Bumbling British tough, but in a non-offensive way. And then only after you see a bit more of him outside of that, are you like, oh, no, he's actually... Just a regular bumbling British toff, in that he is also the worst.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Like, he, he is actually, like, a dangerous bad person mm-hmm. that, like, frequently will refer to people in, uh, like, hijabs and burkas as being... He referred to them as letterbox people? Wow. Uh, not too long ago was talking about bum boys in a sort of joking... I'm just like, no, Boris, you... N-
2: no. Uh, yeah. He's truly played the devil anyway. So in order to... To sell my soul, I'd I'd have to have one. Well,
0: <laughs> um, he makes Trump look refined. <laughs>
2: well, let's let's not go crazy here.
1: <laughs> he, he somehow <laughs> reckons he's gonna make Brexit happen. I'm like, oh, good good luck to you.
2: With the power of positive thinking, that was literally his argument.
1: I I heard the argument the other day. You know what will unite Britain back together and get us all back on one track and take away these Brexit divisions. If we buy the Queen a new royal yacht, that's something the whole nation can, you know, stand behind. I love that. <laughs> I love that up north.
2: I really wish these podquisition hosts weren't human beings with thoughts and opinions.
1: Yeah, That's fine. Do you want me to go back to sucking down on Mysterio's dark fairies Because, you know, I can gobble them up all day if you want.
2: I don't know. Someone's already through a route, halfway through a really angry comment anyway. But... <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, fuck off.
0: I, I've taken on board people's concerns about us sometimes getting a bit too political, a bit too, you know, outside the realm of video games. Um Fuck off.
1: Yeah. It's it's our show.
2: I kind of feel like if someone having a different view on you and expressing it is so offensive to you, that's kinda your issue.
1: Here's the thing. If if you want just your straight video game news with no weird tangents, I'm sure that there's, you know, IGN Game Scoop or whatnot that'll just give you a straight up and down recap of the news.
0: Yeah, if you just want plain old shit, then there are thousands of podcasts.
2: And if you really if you really want, you know, um, to see proper gaming news with no politics injected. There are plenty of YouTube channels who uh, talk a lot about how video games shouldn't have politics in them, despite yes. their channels being almost entirely about politics in video games. There's
0: like a, th- a thousand YouTube videos upset at Natalie Thoughtman, which I, ha- uh. I I came up with Natalie Thortman this morning, and I was like, why didn't I come up with that days ago before likely everyone else did? And I was so furious. Fe- I, oh, I could have, I could have been Twitter king for a day if I'd have thought of that first.
2: <laughs> I saw, I saw one tweet and thumbnail get extremely memed on over that, and it was pretty funny. Uh,
0: I'm so tired of that now. Like, I, I'm not one of those. Oh, I'm tired of all this stuff. But I am at this point. <laughs> at this point, Marvel's just gonna keep doing it. Eventually, people are just gonna have to accept it. Like, not that there's anything you should have to accept. You shouldn't be that fragile. No, I'm alright seeing Natalie Portman
1: this thought. Yeah, we've we've reached the point where it's like you've seen three, four, five movies of each of these, like you know, cis straight white dudes in in all the leading roles time to get time to get the interesting off the wall yeah. shit that you know like time to get your miss marvels and to get more black panther and we've got a, we've got a decent blade film coming i'm waiting for
0: someone i'm waiting for one of these fake geek boys to be like oh why why isn't blade white this is white <laughs> genocide oh yeah i'm waiting for it that's gonna be something i'll tell you what though on the subject of marvel yeah, respect respect to them for their Phase Four announcements. They could have just done a bunch of sequels, but they're thinking they're thinking a longer game. Yeah, they realise now is the time to build up some new IP within this already super successful IP. It's like the opposite of what video games do, and also all other movies.
1: Well, this is what they've done: is they've got like the one or two films that came out just before Endgame to be their transitional films. So you've got like your your Spider Man and you've got your Miss Marvel, but Endgame really was just. This is the end of these stories that we keep telling you over and over and over again. Time for some new shit. And I'm glad that
0: they're doing that. Yeah. Also comments are going to say comments are going to say Captain Marvel not Ms Marvel. She's a different hero. I would very much like to see a Ms Marvel film though. Oh god, I would want to see a Ms
1: Marvel film, yeah.
2: New shit is a relevant term as well because to be honest with me, I would just love to see Hollywood make some movies as well as superhero movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I am agreed with you there. You'd think they'd learn that lesson. I'm
2: kind of like, do we really need another 20 fucking superhero movies?
1: <laughs> but like, I'm up for another 20 superhero movies, but I would like some other things as well. But... I'm not
0: entirely bored of superhero films, but again, that's, that's where I think they've been clever. Because if it was just like, if they'd announced phase four, just like another Iron Man, another Captain, they, all their stuff already, mm. then I, I, I would probably roll my eyes
2: because they were already getting kind of repetitive, yeah. that's why that's why the last Thor movie was interesting because it did something different.
1: Yeah. Well this this is why I'm excited for their new slate because it's like okay, so we've got Black, new black Captain America We've got Spider-Man Probably leading up to be the lead of the new Avengers We've got Captain Marvel We've got uh, Scarlet Witch Getting a more prominent role in a film We've got uh, Blade I'm like, these are all things that I am like Super behind, I'm ready for this to be our new set of heroes Sounds great
0: Hell, they're even doing fucking Hawkeye And Black Widow at last, everyone wanted Black Widow Um, Loki's getting his own film And I'm alright with that Yeah
1: uh, we're getting, uh, what's it? The, the- oh, the, um, the Eternals, I think. Eternals, the Eternals, that one. <laughs> Gav's tired. I'm, I'm up for, I'm up for some more shit. Also, uh, Valkyrie is finally going to be on screen bisexual. Thank fuck, because they, they recorded that for the fucking Thor Ragnarok and cut it out. I want my, I want my, I want my non-straight Valkyrie now. I demand it.
0: We can't, though, because if they have one non straight character, then all straight white men in the world will die. Uh, yes, I forgot that it was going to kill them all. And I'm sure that would be terrible. Uh. I've got reports saying that will probably be terrible.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, how's,
0: how's video games doing? Oh, right, yeah, let's talk about that. Right, I played Marvel
1: Ultimate Alliance. Let's talk about <laughs> Marvel. Ah, <laughs> uh, I started playing it. I think you've played a lot more than I, Jim. How are you doing with it? Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know where the fun is that all the other people I've talked to have said they've been having. I say all the people I've been talked to. I mean comments on the internet. Um, people yeah. I actually know have been playing it. Sort of agree with me in that I can see where there's a nucleus of fun in there, but the game is also bollocks.
1: Can I tell you, like, my my one complaint I have so far? Yeah. Uh, when you're fighting stuff that isn't boss fights, when you're fighting just like the generic jobbers. I want this to be a fucking Warriors game where just I attack and they fall over. Right, right. I want to feel like a superhero. Like, I want it to be you fucking slice through people until a boss fight happens. Give me fucking... Make this more of a Warriors game where the challenging shit is other superheroes and villains. In in fact,
0: I found that the bosses, the supervillains, are easier to deal with than the generic mooks. Yeah. Because they've got strategies and patterns, whereas generic... Faceless criminals on the raft are able to punch Captain Marvel in the face and she can't do jack shit about it. <laughs> and that does not make me feel like a superhero. That is what we genuinely call leudo-narrative dissonance.
1: In in this, um, numbers of enemies trumps difficulty of individual enemy in terms of challenge. Like, it is challenge via there are enemies on all sides and I cannot block more than one direction at a time yeah. rather than Like, the Dark Souls style, I have to engage with this enemy in an interesting way.
0: And the problem is, is every attack can stagger you, no matter which character you are. Mm. The slightest punch from a generic soldier will rock someone like Captain Marvel or the Incredible Hulk or Venom.
1: Yeah. And it just, it looks weird and it takes me out completely. Like, if someone punches Iron Man, Iron Man should, on instinct, punch them back and break their face. Yeah. And even, like, I'll say, like, even just give them health bars. Don't
0: let me hit them all in one yeah. hit. P- put some challenge in, but don't it balance it the way they did. Where I'm tr- like Captain Marvel. Like, I keep going back to her because I was using her yeah. a fair bit, and that's where I first it first really jarred me because I'm mm. fighting just a soldier, just not even a soldier, just a criminal in the Spider Man level in the raft, just some no name convict without not a supervillain, just a person. Captain Marvel punching that person, he is ignoring the punches. The health's being chipped down, but he's ignoring the punches, swings one punch, and it breaks up my attack, and Captain Marvel is being rocked back by punches.
1: Yeah, this is if you're watching the MCU, currently like the heaviest hitter of the MCU, but like, nope, nope, getting staggered. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be so bothered if, like, let's say those enemies. Don't you chip damage but didn't stagger you. If you've got a level of poise, yeah. Yeah, if it was basically just like you can get staggered but it's going to take a decent number of things.
0: Sort of like how the enemies behave.
1: Yeah, they, they they are wearing me down by sheer numbers but they're not like noticeably having an effect on me. Like... They're having an effect on my health, not my ability.
0: Yeah, the slightly better jobbers than the tight, ty- like the the lowest level jobbers, have little purple bars underneath their health bar that depletes as you attack them, and when that hits zero, then they stagger. Yeah. Why can't the heroes have that as well? Why? Yes. Why does a no-name Jabroni have that, and the Hulk doesn't, yeah. and Iron Man doesn't? And this is before we get into like the enemies that spam projectiles and grenades. Yeah. When I was I was playing in the Wakanda level, the levels just get worse and worse as it goes on in terms of annoying makeup of enemies, mm. and I'm being juggled. By random aim soldiers because they are throwing grenade after grenade after grenade, and as I get hit by one, then flops about onto the next grenade, gets blown up by that, flops onto the next one, then flops onto the next, and I'm like, th- this does not make me feel like the lethal protector. Yeah.
1: Also, like, and this is just a personal thing, could we be zoomed in like, t- like five percent closer into the superheroes? just like a little bit closer in the camera is a mess yeah i forgot about
0: that in my impressions video that was the one thing i forgot to complain about
1: yeah i i, I don't know if it's if, if that's the big issue or if there's other things they can fix but that's the thing i i it in on i was like i don't like the camera And I feel like I'm too far away from these superheroes doing their cool shit.
0: Sometimes there have been moments where I just, I forget which character I am on the screen because I can't see it because there's so much going on and the UI is terrible and the menus are also bad.
1: There are times where it feels like more, more like, um, managing a team in an MMO than it does using an individual character to fight. Yeah. And you can't even play online with
0: randoms. Yeah. Because the game is not. The game does not give a fuck about solo play. No. It's doable, but they don't care about it, and the allied AI is a joke. And why do they even drop health and ab- oh. ability uh, bar orbs when they
1: replenish so little that they might as well not be there? Well, I'm I'm pushing through, so if they if can catch up to sort of where you are... I'm happy to do some multiplayer if you're looking for someone, but, like, okay. yeah, the fact that you can't just make with someone that wants to play the same level is not great. Yeah,
0: I've gone back, I've played levels over and over, and I find that once I get about ten levels above the recommended expected level of, of, of each stage, then it's a lot more fun. Still annoying, because you still get staggered like you're nothing.
1: Yeah, but it's it's at least more like you have that sort of warrior's ability to just punch through them. Yeah. And again, just the
0: regular enemies. Like I expect bosses to be challenging. I expect yeah. enough enemies to be a challenge. But when uh, when some no name guy is able to just punch Captain America, and Captain America is responding to every little hit like it's the like he has been punched
1: by another superhero. Yeah, it just takes me out. You know what? I want this to feel a bit more like uh, the first No More Heroes. In that, like, I want the the enemies that I'm fighting through on the way to the cool boss. To, they might be generic, but I want them to pose, you know, a little bit of a risk. Like, if I'm not paying attention, they can technically kill me. But, that I'm not feeling just overwhelmed and overrun by, Oh no, four people punched me, Ah! Oh no, I mean...
0: I don't know what they were thinking. The the whole game feels rushed as well. Like, it feels like they had to rush this out. Doesn't feel fully polished or properly, but, like, balanced. Yeah. The kind of balance that would come with actual rigorous testing.
1: I feel like, because this is a Nintendo exclusive, part of me wonders whether Nintendo internally set a date and said, we have a gap in our first party published exclusive uh, window during the year. We need this out now. Yeah.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised because the features are not all that rich. Even things like unlockable costumes for the characters Mm. are mostly lazy palette swaps. Like, nothing really exciting. Like, Deadpool gets one or two interesting things, but otherwise it's just recolours. The dialogue is... Oh, God, it's awful. Like, the... Deadpool... All they have for him in terms of dialogue is, is references to tacos. Like that's his entire personality trait. Oh, they take oh, the most basic, oh. obvious personality trait of each hero and then just provide a like a, a one-dimensional caricature of it. Yeah. And
1: the whole plot is so bare bones and basic. Well, it always has to. It has to be with with a game with that many characters. You can't. There is no way to give each of them a fleshed-out motivation. You have to just go. And then we found this hero. And then we found this one. And then we found this one. And then they fought the big guy. I mean, yeah, there's going
0: to be, it's going to be broad strokes, but I would expect still some better writing and a better plot than just go here, do here, go here, go there, do this, do that. Like it's, it's just badly written. It's, yeah, it's, I expect broad strokes, as you say, like there are so many heroes, but to just take one thing, and fundamentally not get each character. Few of them even have personalities, and the ones that do, um, they're, they're nothing like what you expect from the comics or the films. Yeah. It's just generic. But the thing is, is I, I'm still playing it because I really want to have fun with it. It's just the legwork you have to put in to make it fun isn't really worth the trade-off. So I'm, I'm just, dis- and I was really looking forward to this, and it's just, yeah, no one part of that game feels up to par. Every little element, in every way, shape, or form, always feels at least a bit inadequate, a bit half baked.
2: The game, uh, I, I just watched some very brief. Uh, uh, like I watched your video, and the, the uh, visuals look like something from fifteen years ago.
0: There is that too, very dated. Yeah. I actually like the character models, but the 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 animations are stiff, and the the environments are threadbare. Um, it, yeah, just feels. I mean, the the when did Marvel Ultimate Alliance two come out? Like ten, fifteen years ago, um, and this feels like it's really not evolved much beyond there. Sort of like Crackdown three in a way. Really old game that. They just didn't modernise when they did another one and I feel like this could have done with that but, you know, it just doesn't feel like they were given time to do it. Yeah. Which sucks because the Marvel films are at such a point now where they should be able to afford to take time with with spin-off intellectual property. Uh Um, There shouldn't be cheap, shitty Marvel games anymore. Um, And this one is, you know, not entirely crap, but it is a little bit cheaper, a little bit shitty. But then a lot of people seem to be disagreeing with me and saying they're having a lot of fun with it. But I just... I feel like there is fun. You've just got to put in more legwork than it's worth.
1: Yeah, I'm currently in your camp on that one. Um, You know what I had surprising amounts of fun with? That, like, there's no world in which this should have been better than Marvel Ultimate Alliance... I've been playing The Surge, too, and it's kind of good.
0: I was interested in that. I didn't play through the first Surge all the way through, but... um... Neither
1: did I. Like, you know how the first one was like... It felt kind of clunky, mechanically, and it was just kind of generic in terms of, like, your character design and the environments. It always felt like you were just... Wandering through more stone corridors
2: Yeah Yeah I really I only lasted about an hour with it Because I really found There was nothing in it That was compelling me forward
1: Yeah so This has fixed like The two major issues I had With the original Surge Which is More interesting level design And more interesting character design And it feels more fluid to play So uh, There's character customization, And I'm currently running around As like a blue haired person In like an Akira style motorcycle jacket nice basically wielding the equivalent of like a keyblade made out of like uh like uh, electronic parts and metal and it's great my cool cyber sword thing nice yeah
0: wherever possible any souls are like i want character creation and i want yeah. to I wanna yeah. be able to do all sorts of fashion things with it
1: the fashion stuff has instantly made me care more about this game like there's a wide variety of um the humanoid characters that you encounter are more varied as well. It's not all just the same dude over and over and over again. Excellent. Um, so the core mechanic is still the same. It is Souls-style game. Uh, you can target limbs, cut them off to get, you know, resources to build up yeah. your, your equipment and stuff. Um, that core gameplay just feels a lot smoother. Um, you've got your sort of Souls-style uh, jump back to avoid attacks. That feels a lot better than it did before. Um your attacks themselves, you've got right bumper and right trigger for sort of quick and heavy, light and heavy attacks that can be charged up. They're, all the weapons you can get feel very varied in how they work. They have much more varied mm-hmm. movesets and the, the ways that the weapons work, which is real nice. Um, and once you get out into that open world, uh, it it has much more interesting, varied visuals to see. It It, it is a lot less of that... I am walking through yet another junkyard.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, it was all, like, as you say, stone corridors and junkyards. It was... Yeah. That
2: sounds promising.
0: That sounds great, because that's very much like... Very much like Ultimate Alliance 3, the is a game I tried very hard to enjoy. Yeah. And found a lot to enjoy in it, but I reached a point where I'm like, they've got... A similar difficulty curve to Dark Souls, but I don't feel like the controls yeah. uh, and the way it plays and feels is adequate enough for me to cope, like want to deal with it. I've
2: always felt this studio have a potentially great game in them, and I feel like they're getting a little bit closer.
1: Yeah, it's it's Future Home Home Interactive who were always like good ideas that just kind of feel not quite baked enough. Mm. This feels like they've gone back in and gone, okay, here you go, here's some iteration. I'm like, oh, thank the thank the heavens um so yeah once you get through the starting area that is here is one boss and a sort of small interior of a building you get outside and it's great um the build I've got apparently takes about four hours to play through I I was like okay I'm gonna stream I'm gonna stream for like two hours and I'll you know probably put it down I I hit two hours and I was like I want to keep going I'm still really into this I want to stream this another two hours tomorrow I'm like I'm into it enough that I did what I promised I would do for coverage and then went, but I want to play more of it though. That's a good sign. I-, I went and got myself one full set of gear. Um, So I got like all six parts of equipment to make a set of armor. So now like if I do one of those chop a limb off finishes, I recover like a third of my health bar, which has been like really incentivizing finishing fights that way. Um, There's some really nice shit they do in terms of... um. You know your Dark Souls-style fog boss door? Yeah. Their equivalent of, the, of that in this will heal you when you go through it. So you always start boss fights with full health.
2: Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah,
1: really nice idea. Um, you know your, when you drop your souls and you have to go recover them? Interesting idea they've got with it in this one. You've got a limited amount of time to go recover them. I think it's like three minutes or something. Um, but if you manage to get back to them they create a small area of healing around them so if you don't pick them up straight away and you risk continuing to fight by staying near them when you're doing your fighting you get small regen over time but obviously you haven't picked them back up so you're risking maybe losing them entirely in order to get a little uh field of regen so like there's some really interesting like, they've done some ideas here where i'm like that's not just dark souls again you you y- Inter- I'm really digging it
0: mm, Interesting You know I am um, I'm on there The terminal thing Like Evolve PR mm. Who handle this stuff They're one of the few companies That still deal with me I may have missed a chance to play this I'm gonna go see if I can get, get a copy To have a look
1: Um, I, ca- I, can, I can point you in the direction Of the PR person who sent me code There is no embargo And this build is pretty big Oh
0: Oh, I'm gonna have a look right now.
2: When you say build, Laura, is this a segment of the game or the entire game?
1: It it seems to be the first four hours or so of the game.
2: The entire game isn't four hours, then.
1: No, no, no. I've I've cut. It, this is just a preview version. It it seems to start where the start of the game is, and presumably I will reach some invisible walls in the environment that will go. Nope, you can't go any further this way. Like four hours is what they've said. I can see myself playing... If I can keep my save data, I'm going to really invest in this this demo because I'm having a lot of fun.
0: That sounds great.
1: I I will say it's still kind of technically janky.
0: I would imagine... I would expect
1: nothing less. (laughs) Not in terms of the gameplay feel. But i mean in terms of pure technical execution yeah um yeah. when i was playing it about 20 minutes in i came across a bug where the entire screen glitched with like rainbow glitches happening some kind of problem with the shader
0: oh i ain't seen something like that since dignican forever
1: and initially i thought it was like a, a, a an intentional visual effect and then it didn't go away and it was happening in the menus but closed the game reopened it I was back where I had been before. It was fine. So in two hours, I and again, it's a couple of months away from launch still, I had one issue that required a restart. But when it was working, I fucking loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, great. That's that's really good to hear, because I, I really did want to like The Surge. And I, I found things to enjoy, but not enough to keep me sticking around.
1: Yeah. Mm. I, I enjoyed this enough that I'm like, I might actually try and play the whole way through the search too when it comes out this this i'm always i'm always intrigued when like a preview build for a game is like they're like oh yeah it's like four hours long i'm like that sounds like you have some faith in it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they've shown you yeah shown you enough that they're they're confident in big chunks of it without editing that's good stuff
1: yeah so, uh yeah, what about you, Gav?
2: What you been playing? Um uh nothing really where I mean, I played through all the New Vegas DLCs. Remembered how many great moments there are, but also how many re uh towards the end of those DLCs how really annoyingly bullet bullet spongy all the enemies get. I think that was something Obsidian never quite managed to balance out was having a really powerful level 50 character and how do we keep the game challenging. They just did the kind of Bethesda thing of just adding loads and loads and loads of health. Mm. But uh, yeah, great DLCs, great game. I'm really glad I replayed it and it's uh, it's been far too long since I did. I really, really hope that series recovers. <laughs>
1: yeah, please, please do.
2: And. Did a little bit more Assassin's Creed DLC. It's fine. Kinda wish gameplay-wise it was more different than the main game, but it's fine. It's more of a game I like.
1: I've lost track of the DLCs. What's this current one on?
2: I haven't gotten to Atlantis yet. I'm still on the one before it, so...
1: Okay. I, I... It's one of those games I keep being like, Ah, at some point maybe I'll go back and do the DLC and it just... The urge just isn't there.
2: Played some more Breath of the Wild as well and was enjoying that. Funny enough, kind of enjoying it more on a second playthrough. Yeah. Because, as I said last week, my mind has already just made peace with the fact that I'm just going to have to deal with this fucking rain every now and again.
1: (laughs) You you, you know what to expect and it's not catching you off guard you know what to brace for
2: yeah you i know what to avoid doing in order to avoid those particular frustrations yeah and i know to you and i know to use the good weapons when i get them yeah because if i keep saving them i'm just gonna find better ones and always be using the shittest one yeah So yeah yeah it's a good it's a great game
1: i'm, I'm glad you're getting on
0: better with that on a, on a repeat i've been tempted to go back and retry that seven out of ten piece of shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> I saw your quote tweet of my... Uh, <laughs> this is what I love about Twitter, right? Last week I put out a, a little tweet about how I was having a nice relaxing evening with Breath of the Wild and a beer. And a bunch of people showed up in my mentions just to talk shit about my choice of beer. <laughs> and I was like, this, I is, this is the most Twitter thing that has ever happened.
0: <laughs> you know, I actually, I try and avoid, when I, sh- when I do photos for things like Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, I try and avoid... Any kind of branded product being in the shop because I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Don't show them my computer, don't show them my TV, don't show them my, even my, the phone I'm doing it on. Don't show them any of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Because the moment they see a brand, some fuckers will swoop in to talk shit about it and then talk shit about you for having it.
1: And I, I, I don't need it. Next time, Kev, you rip the label off the bottle. Yeah. But by comparison, you know what had my Twitter going wild this week? I, I did a tweet about how in Dragon Quest Builders 2, there's a quest to build a toilet and it has no roof. And when you build it all of the villagers come and climb up on the walls of the toilet to watch the first (laughs) villager take a shit and cheer him on and say such things as solid, which is an interesting choice of phrase for the communal first shit. Um, That is brilliant. And Polygon did an article and put my tweet in there and then I got a bunch of tweets about people going, why did you take a screenshot of this? And I'm like, how could I not? Everyone is celebrating this man take a shit. Yeah. Why
0: wouldn't you take a screenshot? Yeah.
1: This is what the screenshot button is for. Is for moments like when yeah. all of my villagers climb the walls of a toilet to celebrate the commemorative first shit.
0: If I see some, if I see a group of people poop dogging in a game, I'm gonna take a <laughs> screenshot of that poop
1: dogging. Ah, uh, I'm real deep in on that Dragon Quest Builders too. I'm really, I'm really digging it. I need to get round to doing it.
0: Fuck, I might do that today.
1: Yeah. So i I'm, I'm a decent chunk further into it now, and. I maintain all the stuff I said, I said previously. I think it is unilaterally an improvement on the, on the original one. You can run now. You've got a Breath of the Wild style paraglider so you can fly around nice and quick. Uh, When you go and do a bunch of stuff and then go like move on to the next zone, you don't lose your progress. You don't lose your tools. Um, There is a big island that you can just build anywhere on. You don't have to do it within the fiddly confines of this is the, Guideline that we've said is the town. Yeah, and um, I'm really digging it. What is this? Is this
2: like Minecraft meets Farmville, or like
1: it's Minecraft if it had a story mode pushing you through? Like okay. it's Minecraft, but they tell you to like build things for your villagers and go fight some monsters, And make better armor, and all that sort of shit. Mm. Um, and yeah, the first one like I enjoyed, but I had a lot of like I had a lot of issues with it. And this second one has just gone through and like gone, yeah, let's just, let's just tidy those things up and give you the game again. Um, I like that there's little quests you can go on to basically for the, uh, all of the like basic resources like wood and string. You could go and do a quest to get unlimited of that resource. So that like, if you're just trying to build some wooden houses, you don't have to keep going. Mining some wood, back to town. Mine some wood, back to town. Uh, Super early on, they give you a bag that can basically hold infinitely everything on your person at all times, so you don't have to keep making treasure chests to dump all your shit in. They basically just fix the problems for the first one.
0: That's it. Like, I had a list of issues, and every single one, certainly from your description, appears to have been addressed.
1: Yeah. um, They, they sort of separate things out now. So, like, there, there's, like, a section of the game where it's go to the farming island and learn how to make a really effective functioning farm. Okay, take that back to your main island and make a farm if you want. Now here's the mining island. Go do that. Make a really efficient mining operation. Then come back to your main island and do that to your main island if you want.
0: Well, that just sounds great.
1: It segments it into like, this is the town where we're going to focus on how to be really good at this thing. And then it takes you back to your sandbox to go, okay, fucking just go nuts with that. Oh, other shit that's really good. You know how in the first one when monsters would attack your town they could fucking destroy your buildings oh yeah they would go right
0: through that fucking shit yeah
1: you were you were fucking afraid to build anything too intricate cuz it's going to get destroyed um at least as far as i am right now uh attacking monsters they might dig up your crops and you might have to redo your your farming field but they don't destroy your buildings your intricate buildings aren't going to get fucked well,
0: that's cool it's so like i i'm i'm cool with them I'm cool with them, you know, wreaking some destruction and havoc if they get in because there should be some yeah. risk there, but yeah, to not like undo
1: hours of intricate work would be nice. It doesn't destroy your your farming fields. It's basically, okay, I might have to re- re-till some soil. The seeds are all there. I just have to replant them and wait for them to grow again, so I I can't harvest them right now. There is a there is a downside, but it's not a downside of that intricate building you spent forever building you're gonna have to spend the next 20 minutes putting it back together and then another monster attack will happen well that's good yeah i'm really digging it
0: yeah you're you've sold me hard on it now
1: yeah i hope you enjoy it but like it's 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 sucking up my time right now
0: good because i was hoping that would be marvel ultimate alliance like i would yeah that would be my thing i could just play for ages on the switch while you know other things are going on but maybe it'll end
2: up being that. What did you two think of the Witcher trailer?
1: I've not watched it yet. I've been I've been cautious about it. How is it, Gav?
2: Everything I've seen of this leads me to think it will be like fine. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's gonna be mind blowingly good by any stretch.
0: I mean, one thing they've they've they're clearly doing is basing it off the books, not the game, which gives yeah. them more license to you know not try and recreate the Geralt that everyone who plays the games thinks of um, it's clearly not going to be that this is not this is not a video game based tv series and people if people accept that i think they could there's potential for this to be quite enjoyable.
2: They're apparently expanding quite a lot as well on the books, as in like uh, Yennefer and Siri are getting a lot more backstory in this. That, cool. Because it's kind of in the books apparently, and I haven't read them. so
0: I've read a bit.
2: What I heard is that the books, you don't really, oh, you see it mostly through Geralt's lens. So in this show, they're able to show it more firsthand, which sounds interesting. Still, I'm just not super sold on Henry Cavill. There was one scene in it where he literally, it was like something out of a Masters of the Universe movie <laughs> or something. It just looks ridiculous. But I don't know, maybe maybe it'll turn out that, you know, it's great or whatever, but yeah.
0: Yeah. The trailer didn't give me much to get super excited about. It didn't look bad. It just, yeah. I was watching and just thinking, oh, okay, i yeah. That looks fine, um, so I'm, I'm going to check it out. Mm. It didn't get my interest like the trailer for The Boys did.
2: The who the what?
0: Which is out on out on Friday on Amazon. Um, they've got a show called The Boys, which is set in a world. And you might roll your eyes, Gab, but you might be interested since it's a twist on it. It's a TV show based in a world where superheroes exist, but because they're all superheroes, even though they do the nominally heroic stuff, they are also well aware that no one can actually touch them because they're superpowered. so they're also corrupt dickheads ha! Mm. and it's about a group called the boys who their job is to as normal people try and keep these heroes in check actually it looks really interesting they've got like you know expies of different characters like there's a take on aquaman there's a take on um superman um Superman being this sort of good publicity, God bless America, guy, but he's also just this complete arrogant asshole. Mm. Uh, so it looks really cool. So I'm I'm very interested in that.
1: I'm I'm for giving that a look. Like I I'm always a fan of interesting spin on superhero things. Like I I'm always I'm still a big proponent of the early seasons of Misfits, for example. Like I I like spins on the superhero shit.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's superhero stuff's permeated culture so much that there's a, I imagine, a very good market for twists on that. Yeah. I didn't see that other one, Brightburn or whatever it was called, the, the one about an evil oh. Superman thing. I yes, heard, yes. I, the trailer looked very promising, but I heard the film itself wasn't all that great.
2: I still haven't even seen Avengers Endgame yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm the worst nerd, the worst nerd. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get the, you know what, I'm going to get the... The Blu-ray when it comes out and watch it on the big TV with a non-disclosed brand of beer.
1: It that's the best way to do it because it's fucking three hours long, which means you can have you can have a drink if you want and not be afraid you're gonna miss like I don't know yeah. the the death of some important character while you pee. I miss
2: when movies had intermissions.
1: Yeah, a three-hour film should have an intermission.
2: I went to see Blade Runner. Was it last year or the year or before it came out? But anyway. I thought there was like another hour left in the movie so I got up for a piss and I came in and it was after getting halfway through the climactic scene I was like, fuck!
0: Bloody hell.
1: I... I I know people who didn't go see Endgame in the cinema and waited for it, have to wait for it to come like you know to to Blu Ray mm. because specifically they're like I cannot rely on my ability to not be able to go and pee for three hours.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I called my shot. Like I normally, what I do is I just wait till a scene with a character I really like is done, and the moment it's done, I'm like right, I'm rolling the dice. I did that with with Homecoming. A, a Mysterio
1: scene just got done, and I was like right. I'm off! Can I give you a a recommendation for if you need to pee during films? There is an app called When Can I Pee? I think we talked about this, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we may well have done. And it tells you, like, here's what will happen. Here's, like, a vague description of what you'll miss. Well... Uh, Like, go now.
2: Right after a big action sequence is usually just a great time to go because you don't really miss anything big then. Typically,
0: um... the, the best way to do this is to always save a bit of popcorn in the bucket... Do it in that, it'll absorb it, then just chuck that over your shoulder and let it be someone else's problem.
2: Yeah, let someone else clear it up. Yeah. You, you socialist.
0: <laughs> I'm a job creator. I'm the one that leaves pissy popcorn out
1: there so people still have a job.
2: I think it's fair to say the length of the movie did not hurt it financially. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it,
1: it, is a, like, it is a testament to how amazing a job they have done of, of like getting people invested in that universe that they could put out a 3 hour movie and be the most successful movie of all time. Endgame finally
0: beat Avatar and that's so weird because everyone suddenly remembered Avatar existed when they found out it got beat by Endgame. Yeah. I saw someone mention it on Twitter and I've got to agree like it's wild how successful that was while leaving no cultural footprint.
1: Yeah, uh, there is a great video I would recommend. It's a, it, by a YouTuber called Jacks Films, and his entire thing was he went out for a day and just asked people, can you name a single character from Avatar the most financially successful movie of all
2: time? Wasn't it Jack? Sam, Sam Worthington's character? There's someone
0: in it called Sully, but I only remember that oh, yeah. because, like, a couple of weeks ago... I saw, um, actually shortly after the um, the endgame news actually, um, I saw people finally talking about Avatar again and someone said the name Sully. All I remember is that the ore they were trying to get on the planet, the, the material they needed was called unobtainium. Yeah. And I remembered that just from how fucking awful and anvilicious that name was.
1: Uh- Yeah, can you remember, Jim, can you remember Sully's first name? Jack?
2: Jake. Jake. It was Jake Sully.
1: To get between you, you put together a name. It's always something like that for
0: a generic action film protagonist. It's always like Jake or Jack or something. Jake Sully.
1: All I remember about that film is man becomes blue cat, has sex using hair under big glowy tree. Don't stop the humans cutting down the big tree.
0: Yeah.
2: That was a weird, awkward sex scene. I gotta say. Yeah,
1: that whole film's weird.
2: And Sigourney Weaver's in it.
1: Oh God, she is, isn't she?
2: She is. And it's kind of implied it's set in the same universe as... uh... Alien, I think, at some point. Don't we see some guns and machines from Alien in, in that movie? I don't know. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, I know that I played the Alien arcade game in the movie theatre lobby when I was done, so I'd have at least one good James Cameron-themed entertainment experience that night.
1: It's 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 blue Pocahontas.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it is. It, it's the fucking plot of Pocahontas. It's invaders come, in, uh, come into a land uh, where the people who already live there are very in tune with nature. They, uh, the person who comes in learns to see it from their perspective, turns on the, the, the humans and goes, hey, don't destroy the nature that these people, you know, worship.
2: It's furry fan fiction of Pocahontas.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was at Destructoid at the time and I had to play the game version of it for review. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Fuck awful. It's fuck awful I, I was trying to remember why that film did so well And I'm like oh it was the first film to have Like not red and blue um, 3D in cinemas And everyone had to know What new 3D was like I think that's what it is yeah
2: And it did look absolutely fucking spectacular oh, yeah. I went to see that in the cinema Twice, just because it looks so good.
1: It was a visually stunning film that showed a new way of watching films in three D, and that was enough to sell it. And then loads
0: of other better three D films came out, and everyone forgot about Avatar.
2: But it, like, uh, in 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 its defence, on a purely visual level, it has better CG than most films nowadays like i've been seeing a lot of shit cg (laughs) films recently
0: maybe i'll have to go back and i said i was about to say i'd have to go back and watch avatar but no one ever had that thought, and that's why it's uh, got no cultural footprint. You don't see parodies of it. You don't see cultural memes about it or anything.
2: You don't see fan hours.
1: No, no one cares. Avatar's still meant to have four sequels coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, did you know about that? Yeah, so Avatar 2 and 3 are supposed to come out in, like, 2020 and 2022 or something, and then there's two more films after that. Supposedly coming. How much
0: James Cameron's Avatar hentai is there? That's how you can tell if something's really penetrated (sighs) the culture. Oh, that's a fair bit, actually. That's more than I expected.
1: It, It made nearly $3 billion box office. Unbelievable.
0: For something that had no impact. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely fascinating. I would, rather than watch Avatar again, I would watch a documentary about... The the massive success of Avatar juxtaposed against the lack of last ability. I
1: want a documentary about the marketing department that got people to go This is the movie event you need.
0: The greatest swindle in movie for history.
2: It's the Gordon Brown of movies. <laughs> it came along and was at the top for a while and now no one's even remembers that it exists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Avatar. Fucking Avatar.
2: By the way, uh, Jim, I ordered the uh, entire uh, fighting Fantasy series.
0: <laughs> oh, nice! Because oh. oh, I heck.
2: found out my naughty family member had thrown a lot of my old ones away, or at least oh, really? she's not a hundred percent sure she did, but thinks maybe. <laughs> so I found them on eBay and ordered all fifty of them, the old versions. Oh
0: wow! I downloaded an app on my phone, a Fighting mm. Fantasy app. Um, that that had, like, supposed to collect all the books. But then once I opened it up, it was like I had to buy all the digital books separately yeah. for, like, four, four bucks a pop. And at that point, I might as well do what you did and go on eBay and at least have the nice books.
2: Yeah, and I don't really usually buy myself treats, especially when they're, like, expensive. But this was a once-off. This is my childhood.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got those couple of things where it's like, I just I just want to have it in the home so that I can go, yep, that, I own it again.
2: Yeah. Um, there was another thing this week that I meant to bring up with you both. Yeah. Oh, oh it's that fucking... I saw something about how GTA has just gone the whole hog now and said, fuck trying to even disguise this. Let's go put a casino in the game and you can gamble with real money in it. There's no
0: subtlety. Yeah, yeah. There's no subtlety anymore. Um, right, so the way this works... Is they open this new diamond casino and resort? Um, you do not. You do not directly. This is how the game industry's always gotten around things. You do not directly spend real money in the casino, but you can spend money on the game's in-game currency, and then you spend that in-game currency in the casino. It's always these little degrees of separation that protect the game industry's ass. But what really strikes me, what really uh, stands out to me, is that news that in certain countries, a lot of these games are blocked off. In countries where gambling is outright illegal, you cannot access games in that casino, which I think just says a lot, that we're at the point where parts of video games are now banned in certain countries simply because of the gambling um yeah there's 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 satire is dead there's no subtlety um just a literal casino where real money can be
2: lost particularly from a studio who is now basically everything it used to parody in its games
0: yeah absolutely well i mean it was all over once gta online let gta 5 become the most profitable profitable piece of entertainment ever that was it 2k games strauss zelnick they saw the cashed in it and now that's what they care about it's actually amazing they still manage to cobble together actual campaigns that are good Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they don't just go all in that's, that's the one thing to their favour but they have
2: gone from like a game every year to a game every what, six, seven years
0: <laughs> yeah there are some things that offset the utter goal of this in that Unlike FIFA, which is rated for kids aged three and up and has gambling in it and needs more parental supervision than Doom ever did um, so that people's bank accounts don't get cleaned out, at least this is rated for people aged 18 and up. Not that that stops kids playing it, but at least they've got that get out. And it's more honest.
2: I'll forgive everything if they release Bully 2.
0: Yeah, but it's more honest than loot boxes at least because there's this insidious... There's this insidious dressing up of the gambling in loot boxes. At least if you're in a literal casino with literal games of blackjack and horse racing and, and, you know, roulettes. At least there's no room for mixed messages there. But I am almost impressed at the sheer nerve of this. At a time when... The BBC's doing these news reports on, you know, kids spending so much of their parents' money. At a time when um, gambling commissions around the world are looking at loot boxes, it's almost as if Rockstar dares the world to come at it. Um, There is an element of sheer nerve there that is almost admirable, if not for the fact that it's a fucking casino.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: at that point, at that point, if you're spending real money to buy the in-game dollars and you're using that in the casino literally just go to a real casino and i'm not one of these people that are like oh why are you playing guitar hero just learn to play guitar but less bollocks the same endorphin rush and actual monetary value prizes
1: are at a real casino that's the thing at that point find a casino that has a casino game with the same odds as the in-game casino and just go and gamble some like gamble with a chance of getting some of your money back as opposed to gambling where it is is going to be gone.
0: I'll dare say this, many casinos likely have way better fucking chances than some of these friggin' loot boxes in games. Yeah. At least unless there's cheating going on, a casino can't fix the odds of a blackjack game. You either do it or you don't. Whereas, fucking Electronic Arts and whatnot can 100% control and change at any time if they so wish, the odds of their FIFA Ultimate Team Packs with their less than 1% chance of winning certain players. They make kids spend all their parents' money, uh, trick them into doing it. Half the kids doing it don't even know they're doing it. And parents, of course, haven't been prepped in this. They know to avoid violent content. That's just ingrained in culture. But I don't blame any parent who is surprised that their kids spend that much money in a game Mm. because they just didn't consider that a football game bought for their children aged three, you know, for kids aged three and up, is capable of doing that to a bank account. It's such an absurd... Like, we're all used to it as people who follow the game industry. For the average punter, that is such an absurd idea that I'm not surprised many of them don't think about it. Yeah.
2: We can't pay our mortgage because our kid wanted Ronaldo.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at that point, just... At least you know what you're getting into with a real fucking casino.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one other bit of gaming stuff that did pop up this week... Um. You know that Google Stadia, the streaming thing that's coming at some point later this year? Oh yeah, that bollocks. Oh, uh, that bollocks. So they did answer kind of one of the big questions people have about that, which is, hey, if you ever stop doing this streaming platform, what fucking happens to the games I bought? Oh, I saw that. That was such a non-answer. So what they've said is, they, they initially their answer was, the games you buy on Stadia are yours. And they're like, okay, but what the fuck does that mean? Uh, we're super committed to making... Okay, so they did talk about one thing, one feature. So they did say that users will be able to... Like, you know, if they, if Stadia is going to go away, they'll let you download your game saves, your metadata, your whatnot. You know, you, you, your save data, you won't lose your progress. But they're, they're still super cagey on this answer of can, can I download... Can I get a Steam code for the game or a direct download for PC or something? Can I get... Something so that I can still play the game offline?
0: Yeah. If you end up abandoning Stadia like you do 90% of your projects, Google, what's going to happen to the things I've bought? Uh-huh.
1: What What happens to this when it becomes Google Plus? Yeah. If they've got the technology to let you download your saves, come on, just a just little bit, itty-bitty step further, commit to saying you can have a direct download to that game on PC if we get rid of Stadia.
0: The thing is, their hands are tied here. Yeah. Because the moment they do that, they're admitting that live streaming isn't sufficient. They have to nail this live streaming thing, because the moment they offer direct downloads, people will just say, well, now what makes this different? Yeah. What makes this different from any other console? So they have to, even if they have a plan, and I don't think they do, but even if they had a plan, they... They, they won't be able to share it right now, not from a PR perspective, because they will undercut their entire selling point. They fucked themselves on this. That's It's no wonder they have to give long-winded, blow-farty non-answers, because anything more concrete fucks the stadia over from a marketing perspective.
1: Yeah. My, my only hope is that they say something really, t- like... Something specific enough in a marketing tagline, something like the games, you, the games you buy through Stadia are yours to play forever, or some kind of very specific wording like that, then when Stadia goes away, a bunch of people start a class action lawsuit to basically sue Google to get their yeah. money back for what they've spent. Like, that's the only way I can see it working out. Yeah. If they basically sue Google and say, you you said we'd get to keep them, and you don't have a plan for that, Reimburse us.
0: Yeah, at some point that that's got to come to a head with the game industry. The amount of times, th- not just Google, but the entire industry is they're they're trying to sell us on these idea of service games and subscriptions and things you buy. Um, mm. But when they drop support for it, it fucks the entire game over. Um, Accursed farms on YouTube did a, a video called "Games as a Service is Fraud," um, which talks about kind of how underhanded the whole service idea of games is. Um, takes a, I don't agree with everything said in the video. He's got some very rigid definitions of things that I don't necessarily agree with, but the, the thrust of the argument and a lot of the arguments made within the video are highly compelling and should give us all pause for thought when we consider what we own and what the game industry is trying to take away in terms of ownership. Um, and yeah, yeah, things like Stadia should be eyed with complete suspicion right now because...
1: Yeah.
0: Even if it were done by a, a company I trust and I don't trust Google, yeah, um, but even if it were done by a company I trust, I don't trust the publishers that would be putting their games on this system to not use the idea of live streaming, yeah to try and fuck us over again because every time they've had an opportunity to
1: fuck us, they take it i see I'd be okay with Stadia if it was a proper Netflix model where it is, hey, you're paying upfront. You get access to all the things on the service. You are literally getting them only for as long as you're paying for them. You won't have them forever. Like, I'd be fine with that. And then, like, oh, hey, you can download your saves, and if you want to buy the download somewhere else, you can still play it. But it's the fact that this is simultaneously a subscription and also a paid purchase per game, but you still can't download it? That's, that's where it gets weird.
0: Oh, no. Sorry, I've just, uh... News just broke while we were recording this And it really sucks It's not game related but Rutger Howard just just passed away Oh shit Uh I love, he was one of my favourites growing up I've always loved Rutger Howard That really sucks
2: That's so weird I really like almost mentioned him earlier When I was talking about Henry Cavill
0: Oh there we go Oh, that sucks! And he never got a chance to do something cool in a in the Marvel universe. I, I was looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. him do something there. Mm. He was in um the the Dark Knight trilogy, but uh, oh, that really oh, that's that's a shame. That really does suck. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, I guess we're
1: done. Uh, I think so.
0: Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Um, Laura, how can people see the things what you do on the internet, please?
1: Me, my things.
0: Oh yes, and the world of books, I should say as well. Oh
1: shit, yeah. Uh, Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Please, if you can, if you can do so, chuck me a quid a month or so on patreoncom slash Laura Buzz You can find everything I publish on LauraKBuzz.com. Uh, that includes a bunch of freelance things for places around the internet. I got books good luck getting a hold of them they are selling surprisingly well um uncomfortable labels it's a book about being trans and on the autism spectrum and how that's like surprisingly common um uh that that book is having to get a second print run because the the warehouse where they printed all of them has run out of them so if if you cannot find a copy right now in about two weeks there should be another print run uh coming through that's
0: fantastic
1: it seems to have sold better than my publishers anticipated. Um, we were at Trans Pride in Brighton at the weekend. We had a 90-minute slot sl- slated for selling books and doing a signing. Within 30 minutes, we'd sold out of everything. So
2: that's fucking fantastic.
1: It's going real well, which is I'm I'm glad it's being received so well. Um, there's also things I learned from Mario's butt that will hopefully be out in the next couple of months. We are we We're doing the the copy editing on the text we're putting the book together It, it is coming together nicely, so hopefully I'll have a, updates on that soon, otherwise, as dice funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, and six. uh Queer and pleasant strangers. It's a podcast where I do silly voices and skits with my fiance. I think that's about it. all
0: right, alrighty tokey. And Gavin, music, you have
1: done it and people
0: have heard it, but where can other people hear it, please?
2: You can hear it uh, all over the internet. Just look up Miracle of Sound. You can hear my songs on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, on all the good music stores. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Miracle of Sound. You can support my Patreon to help keep me in a job, Miracle of Sound as well. And probably forgotten something. Oh, yeah, and and I'm on Bandcamp as well. I always forget to plug my Bandcamp because Bandcamp is great by my music. Splendido. There you go.
0: Splendid. Um, As for me, you know most of my stuff. My show in Piedmont, Alabama went very well. Uh, I walked away with their YouTube championship. People said I cheated, but I won it in a Sterling Rules match. It wasn't my fault that people didn't check what that was, which is you can't be disqualified for anything you do in the match so long as you're wearing silver. (laughs) And I came prepared Other people didn't. The YouTube championship is mine. And I might be back. I might not. It depends how I feel. Um, So that was good. Uh, August 3rd, if you're in Pittsburgh or you can get to Pittsburgh, go to the Rise Arena, the Stronghold, as it's called, the Rise Stronghold in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, August 3rd. The sterling one will be in the house. Very excited about that. And do check and please share the, the new gymquisition I did. Um, I've been really proud of my shows this year, and I do wish that they get circulated a little bit more, especially because some people um, say, oh, I used to like your videos, but they're all lazy now. And I'm like, mm, I'm putting more effort into my gymquisitions than ever before, and people you know, don't pay attention when I do really good ones. So you're kind of not helping the disillusionment there. Um, but I'm not having a go at everyone, just a few people that, that behave that way. Um, but if you are so inclined, I always appreciate the shares on it. Um, this week was called The Exploitative Push for Social Networking in Games. Uh, I think that was the full title. Um, but it's the newest Um Not as biting as, as the one about addiction, but... Um, very similar in terms of things I found that reveal the true um, sort of intent of the video game industry. Um, One or two, very tiny amount, but one or two people was having a real go at me on that one saying that I'm against all social and multiplayer games, even though multiple times in the video I said I was not. Uh, It's the motivation and the widespread adoption at the the expense of everything else um, that I've got a problem with. And the fact that, you know, there's evidence out there that they're doing this specifically to target the whales again. Um, But yeah, yeah, that that one I'm very proud of. Please do share it if you're so inclined. Otherwise, it's just business as usual, and we will see you next week. And if, as I say, if you can get to Pittsburgh beginning of August, I'd be very happy to see you there. Some really good fans came out to the Alabama show. A little bit disarming when I came out and people were chanting Sterling, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be healing it up here. Uh, But I got them all hating me by the end of the night. Oh, I didn't say... Just quickly, an old granny tried to hop the guardrail and fight me with a billy club. Ha! That's how you know you have been a good heel. That's
2: that that is brilliant.
0: She's an old she was an old school wrestling granny, you could tell. She she got a leg up over the guardrail, had a proper hand club in her hand, swinging it at me while I was like just within an inch like just an inch away from it. I'm I'm goading her trying to get her top over, throwing my fists up. Um security comes and holds her back. It was good. It was a very good night. Um and yeah, it's becoming more apparent that every time I go out there I get a little bit more confident, a little bit more into it. Uh, if you do have a chance to come see me do one of these events live, I would highly recommend it.
2: Is it even a night out if you don't get attacked by a granny with a billy club?
0: Well, that's it. I more than once now I've I've had uh, I've avoided being battered with weaponry. Um and it's it's yeah, if, if you do go out there, I I'm I play with the crowd more than most. In fact, I'm I'm I love a good banter. Uh, so come out, get some banter, and maybe you know try and catch me after the show. I'm often hanging around, uh, and you may pay tribute to the Star Eater, and that would be very good for you, wouldn't it? Uh, and that's that's it. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you next week. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.